let's talk about uh, her favorite co-star at first. I'll jump in and say that it's not a man. Oh, okay. I'm winning. Yay. <laughs> and I just also really want to talk about this film. It was kind of difficult because a lot of her co-stars I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. But then this one jumped out at me. And then, so it is Olivia de Havilland in Strawberry Blonde. Oh, nice. Like, when they're on the bed, and they're talking about votes for women and I know it's obviously but I got such us vibes from it <laughs> I put here but Amy and Virginia are me and Audrey full stop but then one of the quotes that I, I think it's what Rita's, Rita says which is out for a walk with my girlfriend aww <laughs> my girlfriends yeah that's us <laughs> right and they're on the bench and they're talking about like women's votes and suffragettes and I think so obviously not us but like Rita's character is, like, against women getting the vote. But I love that, like, Olivia is very, like, outspoken about it. And it's when they were talking on the bench, I was like, yeah, this is a female I love it. And yeah. and, yeah, she's very snooty in it. She's very... Oh, my God, yeah, I also put in... She keeps calling Amy her girlfriend throughout it, which is just so funny. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean by that, Virginia? <laughs> we know. Yeah. <laughs> she but, and Olivia um, had more chemistry. Than exactly. her and Jack Carson. So, oh my god, so much more. And then even <laughs> James Cagney tried to get on with her, and it was like, no, please. <laughs> yeah, leave her alone, <laughs> please. <laughs> but I just thought they were really fun together. Yeah. I didn't even get them a lot in it, which is very annoying. Get them. It was mainly that scene because mm-hmm. then she moves, she gets married to someone else, and she's like part of this big rich family now. And then they invite them over for dinner and stuff like that. But you don't really see them like interact or talk. Also, yeah. when they invite them over for dinner, it's they're having spaghetti, but it's a new meal in it. They've lived in a time where there was no spaghetti. Yeah, what? that's insane. How <laughs> oh, spaghetti not a thing? That's like in um, Slender in the Grass when Warren Beatty goes to New York and they're like, you've never had pizza? That's an Italian, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But, oh, they didn't know how to eat it either. As well. uh-huh. so that also offended me. It's not that hard to figure out. Exactly. Did you like the movie? No. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I was disappointed by it. I wanted to like it more than I did. And I really loved that, like, it's all, like, in flashback. But, yeah, no, I was a bit let down. Yeah. A bit let down. I think because Rita's not in it as much. Mm-hmm. And I just thought she would be. Mm-hmm. But it made me like Olivia de Havilland, didn't it? She's okay. Yes. Still yeah. Team Joan. <laughs> but yes I'm liking her because you you did like Strawberry Blonde right I liked it the first time and then yeah. I rewatched it and I didn't like it that much so mm-hmm. yeah I'm with you there for being the Strawberry Blonde Rita probably only has five scenes yeah uh, and enough. she doesn't matter to the plot like as much as she should yes because James Cagney is pining over her because for some reason Olivia de Havilland is undesirable which is like in what universe you know exactly oh my god <laughs> don't even god, um, I can't get into it <laughs> yeah and it's just a bit silly I think they could have done a lot more with it especially if they yeah. had Rita in it more to really actually have a love triangle there's no reason for him to still be pining after after he is married and also Rita is married. And what? he went on one date with her. Like, that doesn't mean you're compatible. <laughs> no, exactly. Stop. But I love that they had a dancing because both Cagney and Rita are, they were dancers before they were actors. 
and they just looked so lovely and I really wish like maybe it had been a movie just between the two of them not that I don't love Olivia but it was not what I really remembered it being I did not know Cagney was a dancer yeah he actually this is funny he trained with Rita's dad oh wow oh my god go for the family yeah so and same with Fred Astaire actually so it's cool that she got to work with both of them I really I really did not know that yeah wow. but then also I don't want to I don't want to deep it I don't want to be emo but that's just how old they were they true I think Cagney was only yeah. 10 years older yeah. but yeah, yeah Astaire was at least over 20 so yeah <laughs> need that <laughs> no and I think at least with Kanye it worked a little bit better because he didn't look as old as yes. some of her other love interests he's obviously. very short as well I did not yep. know <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. tiny he's short king he went to prison oh <laughs> he does not look like someone that goes to prison <laughs> he goes to prison in all of his movies <laughs> yeah today James Cagney is too cute to go to prison. <laughs> I just can't get over it. <laughs> so you liked him then? No, no, no. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think, though, know, if, if you weren't so big on him, I probably wouldn't watch anything else. I'll take it. Okay. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I think I need to see something else. But yeah, for me yeah. in that film, Olivia de Havilland was a star. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it's his finest work or like his most interesting character. Love that he's a dentist. Works yeah, Sunday. that's like the most <laughs> random plot point. <laughs> they have to be like, we have to get him in a room with that, with his like arch nemesis. Yeah, where he can he exact to revenge. Yeah. <laughs> He'll pull out <laughs> his tooth. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> they don't make films like this anymore. <laughs> they really don't, no. <laughs> Bring back insane dentists. <laughs> got like rocky horror or no what's little shop of horrors there's i've not seen it but it's a demolition uh, man maybe <laughs> you gotta go on the demolition man's letterbox famous okay Hoffman, i think it's something about dentistry <laughs> you're not ready for the picture on the okay top. oh it's, no it's not demolition man yeah, it's not demolition man it's not demolition man marathon man marathon, marathon man. man yeah that's it that's it oh that reminds me when we did the john garfield episode I was like, yes. would you rather James Cagney be your dentist or John Garfield be your doctor? So now you can honestly answer. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it gotta be, be John. I'm not letting yeah. him. He's got too many grudges. I could have not said thank you to him when he opened the door for me and then he would kill me with laughing gas. Like, or not give John you any. incompetent, but. Oh my god, no, don't, oh my god, that is a, such a good question, oh my god, what a callback, I love that. Throwing it back, yeah. Did you answer that as well? I think so, I don't remember what I said, but yeah, I'd go with John, because like, I'd be okay with him being a little sleazy, I guess, but yes. yeah, I'd rather that than someone pull out my tooth with no anesthetic, so... <laughs> Oh my god, and he's like fighting with the people next door as well, isn't it? Oh <laughs> yeah. He's ready to brawl. Yeah, this I don't want to get involved. <laughs> that film, I don't know if I'd recommend unless you like the three leads. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. I agree. I agree. It's yeah, a little I don't know if it's all like over a the general place. one. My pick is Tyrone Power and Blood and Sand, which you knew I was. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was coming. I knew it. Can I tell you something real quick? Sure. When I was, that was like my first, obviously, mine is all we watched with Joe, Joe Fontaine. That was like oh, my yeah. first Tyrone Power film. And I'm going to say something. You might hate me for this. Oh, no. He, he reminds me of Tony Curtis. <laughs> don't say that. I'm sorry. I had to get it in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You know, that's okay. I've heard worse about him. (laughs) (laughs) But no, tell us all about Blood and Sand and how amazing. Okay. I love this movie. I, when I rewatched it, it went, I think from a three and a half to a five out of five, which is hard to do for me. I probably have mentioned it quite a few times, but I love Tyrone Power, obviously. And I think this is one of his best performances. And while Rita's not in the movie a lot, unfortunately, I do wish she was in it more. But I think she and Tyrone go incredibly well together. And, like, they're a power couple. I don't care. Like, he's cheating on his wife, which sucks. But, you know. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I think they have great chemistry. And I like the way their characters interact with each other. Because it's not really how you would expect I feel like because she is taking advantage of him because he is like the most highly regarded bullfighter but she's doing it in a more obscure way I think like it's not so obvious yes yes so that's an interesting dynamic and also I have to say he's probably one of the better love interests because he was around her age and also very attractive (laughs) Oh my god, he is and beautiful in this So movie. yeah, even though he's kind of a sleaze ball. But anyway, it's so fun. yeah, he gets bonus points automatically for that. And I wish they'd done more movies together because I think yes. they played off each other really well. And it would have been so good. Like a rom com would have been so cute. <laughs> I absolutely gagged at the bit when his wife and Rita were like talking on the sofa together. He comes in, doesn't see his wife, and he kisses Rita. Yeah. Oh, oh drama. I literally, so I'm just making sure, yeah, just completely gagged. Like, you stupid man. <laughs> Come on. But like, also, like, we all would. We all would. I've just noticed this. When they're all, like, young boys in Blood and Time, uh-huh. I'm wondering if this might be why you like it so much, because all the young boys reminded me of Newsies. Oh, my God. You're not wrong. I see it. Like yeah. They've got the cats. And uh-huh. they're, they're cheeky. They're going to get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> they've been walking for ages. Oh my God. This is very newsy. It is. Yeah. You're not wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> That's perfect. There's so many things to love about this movie. <laughs> also, didn't know Anthony Quinn was in it. I'm a bit of a Quinn head. Like, I like him. <laughs> yeah. I love the scene between him and Rita when they dance at the restaurant. Her and he, Tyrone, dress. breaks the glass in his hand. Oh my god, oh my god, it's so good! So good. <laughs> Very glad you mentioned that, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Their scenes were so good together. There was so much, like, sexual tension. I think for me, this movie stands out in Rita's filmography because it's, like, one of the most well-made movies of the era I think I've ever seen, and it looks incredible. And all the performances are great. 
and she really brings a lot to her role that I think maybe other actresses wouldn't do. I think she gives Donya Soul some hidden personality. Like you can understand why she is looking after these men. Like she's kind of lonely and it's not just a greed thing, I think, for her. I do wish we'd gotten to know her character better because they hint at some of her past like her childhood and I think it would have been great to give her a little bit more depth but I think Rita really does as much as she can with that character it makes her very memorable so even when she's not on screen like you want her to show up yeah you're waiting for her (laughs) yeah a lot of the best scenes like look I'm sorry to his wife she's very sweet but yeah a little bit bland yeah (laughs) the drama comes with Rita and you know what I think that's brilliant like that she can pull that off. Yeah. This is actually, in a way, I know it's not, but this is what her femme fatales should have been like because this does such a better job in Blood and Sand than anything ever Gilda or Shanghai did for her. Yeah. Other than maybe only angels have wings. I think Blood and Sand like really propelled her to stardom, which makes sense. And yeah, just like pairing her entire Tyrone Power was like the smartest decision anyone could have ever made. Oh, uh, <laughs> so good. Do you know anything about them? As in, did they get on? This is like literally all I could find. But Power's stand-in said that he was entranced by Rita Hayworth. And like he couldn't take his eyes off of her while they were filming. Which is so cute. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Tyrone Power was straight. Not known for sure. No, okay. I think I might be getting confused with Montgomery. Oh, okay, yeah. So we don't probably know for... Okay. I can still ship Tyrone and Rita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I wish they had ended up together. I think they would have been a very good couple. And he would have treated her very respectfully. Is this maybe one of your fave Tyrone films? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I think it's my second favorite. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Oh, um, that's amazing. But yeah. I have Rita in it. Like, Rita and Tyrone is brilliant. Yeah. And also, I love Linda Darnell, too. Yes. And I wish she could have also maybe done a little bit more. Not her, but, like, her character. Yes. Um, yeah. That's, like, the only thing I would have to say about this film is, like, the love interests or whatnot could have a little bit more backstory yes. or something. But... Otherwise, I think it's a perfect movie. Like, everything means something in that film. Every visual thing, every thematic, or just the interactions, like, when they're kids matter later, when they're adults and stuff. I don't know. It's just crazy that you could make blood and sand in the 40s, but then you also could make You'll Never Get Rich. (laughs) Oh, my God. The complete opposite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad we did get to see Rita in some really well-crafted films. Yes. Also, Blood and Sand, I know you touched on it a little bit. Beautifully shot. Technicolor. (gasps) Gorgeous. I don't know what they did. It looks different than normal Technicolor, but in a just even more rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks almost painted. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. The famous scene where... They're bullfighting. Like, the- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
my god I, when I was watching I was like oh my I bet Audrey loves this yeah thought <laughs> of you immediately like the way I she grabs it. his head I don't know so good how did they put like how did they get in this movie like the like, sensors the oh my god <laughs> it's insane in the audience in the theater in the 40s oh my god they were probably <laughs> passing out <laughs> oh it's so good i also love sorry not really about rita but they kept showing how they dressed tyrone and like he was like spinning into the the red silk I yeah just that was so great to the watch that it was cool amazing. yeah the one of the great things i think about that film is while they do cast a lot of white actors i think they do a great job of respecting bullfighting culture and the importance of religion in Spanish households. So for me, it doesn't bother me, say, as much as some other films that are probably like whitewashing stories because it seems like they really do care about these the culture of bullfighting and all of that. And they really paid attention to how the sport worked. It does always make me laugh, though, how like they're speaking of like, non-spanish accent yeah it's yeah that was kind of <laughs> but what you said was beautifully honestly what you said was beautiful but like, cause i wrote this in loves of carmen as well it's just like i think of it in any film when they're talking in they're speaking in english you want to be speaking in english i love it it's fine but yeah that's all my thoughts on blood and sand other than just go watch it if you haven't already it's very good yeah it's i definitely it's one that i've appreciated more like when thinking about it i thought it was brilliant i think really good oh good i'm glad I think I thought you would like it, but I wasn't sure. Really good. Yeah, I would recommend that. That's definitely very accessible to modern viewers. Yeah. Plus, like, the main cast is really attractive. So you'll get something out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say probably out of all of Rita's films, it's translated the best to modern day, I think. The story is still very relevant. Everybody loves a good anti-hero. So should we do roles we would have liked yeah, to have seen her yeah. play? Okay. So I just have to say, though, I didn't, once again, I'm so bad at doing this. I've only got a couple, but okay. also I want to retract some because okay. I did think of some, like, noirs, and then I thought, yeah, but why on earth do I just want her as a boring femme fatale again? I might, I might drop them in. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is just for fun. This, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a nice little thing to do. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Oh, wait. Actually, you can go. You probably, first. Yeah. Yeah. You probably got more than me. So I don't know if this is. A, this one came to me and I just thought of Lauren Bacall in Psycho. Oh, in Misery. In Misery. In Misery. In Misery. That's my notes. That's my notes. I've written down Psycho. I think I know why. I think okay. I know why. Yeah. Yeah. The publisher. And it just. Yes. Yeah. And I know she's not in it much, but her presence is very strong in it. I just think it'd be a nice little callback, say, like yeah. kind of how it was still working up to that time. But I think for Rita, I think it would have been just very fun to just remember who that top girl was. Yeah. Like, she was the baddest one. And yeah. I, just, like, <laughs> I could see her like that. Yeah. yeah. So elegant and everything. Actually, I saw on Twitter today, someone said, who would be your dream actors on actors? And someone quote tweeted it saying Lauren Bacall and Rita Hayworth, because <gasps> they're both like, could you imagine that would be the best thing ever perfect i would watch that like i would, they would love to spill so that. much tea that is the goal but oh my yeah, god well. yeah but they're really never in a movie that. together 
Exactly. It's yeah. not fair. They should it's have not. been. Well, that's funny you said a Lauren Bacall character because I also did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who? Who? Her character in Sex and the Single Girl. I know. She is like a comedic role, kind of feisty. And I think, obviously, Rita dabbled in some of that. I think it would be an extension off of her, of Terpsichore, for example, like that kind of character. That's cover kind of humor as well, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I love that. With Henry. Yeah. Because we did try to watch Tales in Manhattan or of or something like this anthology film. And I was like, oh, Rita and Henry. And then they were not in the same part of the film. So they I want to see them in a movie. <laughs> we'll need to be in a movie together. Especially because Henry Fonda's kind of quite, he's not meek, but he's kind of he's sweet in it. In it like. uh, yeah, he's kind of a dummy, but in a, <laughs> an endearing way. What else have you got? Okay, so I've got this one also. This is kind of noir, but it's actually kind of like a fun one. So <laughs> there's this film called Born to be Bad, and it's Cary Grant and Loretta Young. But this is this is young Cary Grant. This is before Bringing Up Baby, before TikTok stuff. Like, this is young. And this film's only 60 minutes long. I watched it at the Cary Grant Festival. I didn't know who Loretta Young was. She plays a mom who sues Cary Grant because he like runs over her son but like it's all a lie it's all an act and oh my god it's incredible it's really good but I didn't realize at the time but then when I watched Loretta Young in The Bishop's Wife is it Bishop's or Preacher's Bishop yeah <laughs> so she plays like Whitney's role in it and I liked her much more in that being nice and sweet okay. and loving and then I thought looking at her now like, she does not really belong in Born to be Bad actually I don't think there's very much like her and I but Rita would actually be very good in it. Um, oh, okay. Because she is, it is, I know we teach we don't like it, but she is a femme fatale in a different way because she's actually like hustling and she's working for her money. Cary Grant, actually, he adopts this the boy because there's no money. And then there's a really sad moment where she like says bye to him at the gate. <laughs> like, oh. This film's insane. This film's wild. And I think Rita would have done that so well. Like, it's made me a little bit a young stan. I really like her. But I just think, I think Rita would have been really good in that role. And it would have okay. been early as well. It was 30s. So it would have been early okay. in her career as well, where I think she could have gotten away with that. Okay, so you've seen this movie. And I wanted to replace Barbara Stanwyck in The Lady Eve. Because I needed Rita in yeah. more comedies. That is such a good one. <gasps> oh and especially after in Cover Girl, when she like goes into the office and is putting on this like Catherine Hepburn type of accent and it's like going on I was like I know she could do a slapstick comedy 100% oh my god I love that film sorry I'm just thinking of I'm thinking of all its falls in it like yeah Um. Henry Fonda again so (laughs) on the cruise ship oh my god and of course Barbara is great in it but I think Rita could have made the character a little Maybe less annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like maybe I know a little more yeah. endearing. Yes. If that a bit more sense. heart into it. Yeah. yeah. But fun. yeah, I don't think I've seen, and I don't know if she did ever do just like a straight up comedy. From what I've watched, I don't think so. She has comedic moments, but no, we needed her in a slapstick. You're so yeah. right. Do you remember the horse bit? 
Oh my god, how could I forget? I could ever remember. That was like my profile picture for a moment. <laughs> oh my god. I love that horse. That's such a good that is such a good <laughs> film. Really it really film. is. I'm just gonna say it because this is very spooky. I also had a Barbara Stanwyck role. No way, we're just kind of like zigzagging. It's actually perfect how it's laid out. Yeah. But I'm gonna take this back. So I did sure. put in double indemnity because of the noir aspect. But I'll tell you what, honestly, this is sad. After talking with you and talking about our thoughts on the femme fatale, I'll actually want to redact it. Okay. I feel like no, like she could do it, mm-hmm. but also, do I want to see that? I don't think I do. I think I want to see her in something more light and positive and upbeat. Saying yeah. that, everything else I've got written down is not that. <laughs> but so instead of Double Indemnity, I thought, I think she would have been great in a Billy Wilder film. Oh, okay. I think he would have got her. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, I have to put out there, not some like it hot. That's untouchable. <laughs> yeah, no, you're and, right. I didn't like the apartment, but then I thought, I didn't really, I love her as an actress, but I didn't like, I don't like Shirley McLean in it. And so I thought we could put Rita in that. But then I'm thinking, would Rita just play someone doing the elevator button? No. But also, it's my film. I don't care. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, at least at that, it wasn't Shirley, it was like the character, the way the character was written. Yes. And also, I just really hated Jack, Jack Lemmon's character. Awful in it. Oh my god, insufferable. What about if we swapped Jack Lemon for Tyrone Power and then Rita for Shirley? (laughs) And a whole other script? Yeah, just not the apartment. (laughs) No. (laughs) But yeah, Billy Wilder, and I haven't seen it, but like Sunset Boulevard is classic American Hollywood, so I thought, I think he would have done well with her. Sure, yeah. I wish they did something together. I've seen Sunset Boulevard. I think maybe if that had been made later on, maybe Rita could have done Norma Desmond. The part was mirrored off of Gloria Swanson as an actor and as a person. I don't know if it necessarily would have worked, but something maybe like an aging star kind of story. Yeah. So you haven't seen this one. Sorry. (laughs) But replacing Olivia de Havilland in The Heiress because it would have been a really different kind of dramatic role for Rita because she start the character starts off very naive and so she falls under the spell of this character played by Montgomery Clift who is pretty unsavory but oh no (laughs) but it's Montgomery yeah you kind of have to like him (laughs) and then as time goes on she learned her lesson who did the heiress william wyler oh william wyler's a good one actually yeah because yeah. he also did roman holiday yes. and funny girl oh which are two films about amazing women and same with the heiress actually so okay. i think it would have been cool to maybe see rita in something like that where she's playing a character that goes through a lot of development and ends up becoming like a very strong woman and especially with the things Rita went through with the men in her life I think she could put a lot of that into her performance as well so opposite to her the films we've watched where she's had to change herself for a man so I love that yeah and of course like seeing her and Monty I need that you need that (laughs) I need it you were Uh, robbed of that but uh, Olivia was like insanely good in that and she won an Oscar 
Oh. It's also a period film and she looked great in period yes. setting. Yeah. Um, she did quite a fair bit of period films. Yeah. Like a lot of her films are from the past. I wonder if she has a face for it. I think so. She has a timeless look about her. Yes, I was yeah. just thinking that word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a shame. I don't think she ever got to work with directors or writers that could really understand her range or yeah. like that she could play women with personality. Oh, yeah. But I think Olivia de Havilland was just viewed differently. Obviously with Strawberry Blonde as well. Like her character is the character with more depth to her. Yeah. And I think she was just for some reason, quote unquote, allowed to play roles with depth. And Rita wasn't. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe because she wasn't like conventionally attractive. That's se. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So pretty. But yeah. yeah in the, she, she, I mean, she wasn't like, I hate this word, but like sex. People would find her. But like, uh-huh. it's different. But that, that just sucks even more. I'm so happy that she could pursue that. But then why couldn't like Rita? And it would be so interesting because with the heiress, she is not conventionally attractive because she's been living alone in this house with her father for her entire life very sheltered okay she doesn't like wear makeup she's not really up to trends with hair and stuff like that yeah Um, oh so it would be really interesting to see rita play something yeah where it wasn't really about her appearance yes yeah (gasps) Yeah. that sounds very good that film yeah i love it it's really good it's one of my favorites Nice. Have you got anything else? I do, but I'm a bit nervous okay. to say it because I thought oh. you said so beautifully about how directors didn't get her, didn't know how to use her, because I kind of thought she'd be good in a Hitchcock film. Oh no. <laughs> the worst man ever. She can pull off blonde. I'm just going to say that as well. <laughs> she Can't you though? Off. You didn't like her. I blonde. didn't like the blonde, but it's because I think it was too short. Yeah. I think and the color in it black and white. Bright. It like wash her out, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it was not colored well. So, no. but I also was thinking like I can't. I think I always go to this one, but I think I kind of see her in Vertigo. I love Kim Novak in it, but I just mm. think I don't know. I can see her in that role, but it's only. A, and also, there's a really good Hitchcock film, and uh, The Lady Vanishes, kind of like one of his earlier ones on the train. It, it's a really good film. I really like it. It's very different. It, it's still classic in its like filmmaking way. Really suspenseful. Loads of characters, like a big shootout at the end. It would have been early in her career, and I think it would have been quite nice. 38, so yeah, she would have been a bit too young. I think um, I've seen that. Is that the one where someone, like, disappears on a train or something? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. That That one, yeah. The actress is Margaret Lockwood, so I would replace her, basically. Oh, yeah, because the irony is, Actually, she's not blonde in the film. Oh, perfect. That's how early this is. She's not blonde. So <laughs> Rita can do that. But obviously, in my heart, I don't want her interacting with Hitchcock. No, that would be <laughs> awful. He has to do it on a different set. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk to her. Don't talk to her. Don't look at her. No. <laughs> don't speak to her. <laughs> so, sorry to go from something so loving and so nice, like... The heiress to oh Hitchcock. It's funny you that was my last one. Okay. Oh no, because I have a movie with Jimmy Stewart that I think she would be good. (gasps) Yes. Oh my god. It is 
replacing Margaret Sullivan in the shop around the corner. Okay, I've not seen it, but I've seen many posts about it. I really want to watch it. It's so cute. It's like a Christmas rom com. Have you seen You've Got Mail? I have not. No, that's that's the only Tom and Meg film I've not seen. Did you watch the Judy Garland movie? Something about summertime. I think this might be in there as well. Okay. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. not the one. The summertime. That's all a dream, right? No. Oh no! <laughs> in the good old summertime, did you see that? Did I see it in the? Oh my god, how bad is that? I actually can't remember if I've seen it or not. Wait, wait, wait. The only reason I ask is because those two films are oh, remakes yeah. of Shop Around the Corner. I've not seen it. I'm okay, so okay. I didn't. So you've got mail is a remake. Like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a very like modernized because they got like email yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> but... <laughs> email. Oh, I wish ah. we saw Jimmy Stewart emailing. Yeah. People. That would be so funny. <laughs> I think Rita would have been good in this film is because it's a witty film, very snappy dialogue. Yes. But it's also a rom-com. And I don't think she ever really did like a romance movie that made me feel positively. Yeah. And this one's very sweet. It, it is enemies to lovers, but I think they handle it in a good way it's interesting because they're like writing letters to each other but they don't know who the other person is which is a trope i generally don't like but i think they handle it well in this movie it would be cool to see her play character who can hold her own kind of exchange jabs with jimmy stewart and this is like the only movie i really like jimmy stewart in i'm sorry but it's sorry, this is completely off speed. topic but have you seen it's a wonderful life do you like that film? yeah and no i don't like it okay. <laughs> You're cruel. You're hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said something about Tyron, so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still love Tyron. Don't worry. I feel like she and Jimmy Stewart would, at least early Jimmy Stewart. Uh... Yes, I could see it. Yeah, I could yeah. see it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and I've got a few more. Yeah, yeah. Roll them mm. all. I'm sorry. I gotta bring this up like every episode. But replace Patricia Neal in HUD. Classic. Classic. Yeah. I can talk about HUD. I'm sorry. You have to. I love it. I would feel empty if you did this. It would be wrong. <laughs> this would be later in her career. It came out in 63. And she didn't really do any 60s films. I don't think. This would have been a good role for her because the character Alma is this like aging she's kind of like a maid housewife but she's not married to anybody I guess not a housewife she's very strong and she basically just spends a lot of the movie like roasting her ex-husband and using that as a reason for like why she doesn't want to get involved with HUD and I just think at this point in her life Rita would have been great in a role that kind of she's bringing this maybe this rage or like this growth she's experienced from all these men in her life in a film, but also playing a character that has a lot of depth, especially as a woman. And it's not just about being a love interest or being a wife or a mother. It's a pretty sad movie. And Alma is definitely the target of HUD's toxic masculinity. So I don't know if I'd want to see her in the film, 
necessarily because I feel like with Patricia Neal you always know she's gonna bite back and hold her own and I I think Rita could do it but I just I don't know if that would make me feel that comfortable now that I think about it yeah no And then I have two more. So one of them is this movie called Rawhide, which has Tyron Power in it, of course. Love it. Love it already. Um, Yes. Yeah. No notes. So replace Susan Hayward in that film. I love her character in this movie so much because she is so strong and is willing to protect herself and protect her baby and like basically takes no Fs. I love this. I just need oh to see Rita do that would just be yeah. incredible and yeah. the character what was her name oh Vinny yeah Vinny she is so much fun like she's really funny and the film basically is about her and Tyron Power's character and her daughter getting trapped by all these bandits in this <laughs> like a train station but not like older like for carriages, oh, I guess. Fun. It's kind of a 24 hour period set film. It's mostly just her and Tyrone interacting. Sometimes they have to interact with the bandits. So it's more of a character type film. Being able to see Rita really play this badass woman who's just yeah. like very distinctly her own person. And also, of course, interact with Tyrone again. And it's a different, it's a very different relationship than it would be in Blood and Sand. And then my last one is this 80s movie called Class. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) But replace Jacqueline Bissett as, oh God, this plot is so weird. But she, (laughs) tell me, I'm so intrigued. Two friends that they're like roommates and then become friends at this like prep school basically and the main character starts dating this like much older woman so who I think would have been played by Rita yeah. and uh, oh god then it <laughs> then it turns out that she is the mother of his roommate <gasps> oh my god what <laughs> and drama I'm, ensues I'm dying. oh my god that sounds incredible <laughs> <laughs> I mean by the time the movie came out like realistically she would have been too old but I think it would have been interesting because like Jacqueline Bissett was a very big sex symbol in her era I think like 60s 70s and then she's playing like this older woman who's struggling with I guess being mature and being a parent and an adult and stuff okay. and while the movie's depictions of her character I don't really necessarily agree with I still think it's a deeper role than just being like someone's mom in an 80s film if that makes sense I love that yeah anyway I guess overall incredible all of those films I wanted Rita in more comedies and just playing stronger women exactly I think that's perfect we deserve that (laughs) yeah we did, and she did. Exactly. Perfect picks, as always. <laughs> Thank you. I liked your picks, too. I feel like definitely Lauren Bacall-esque characters yes. would have definitely been something she could have also done. 
Should we do fan do go to yet? Okay. At least we've only got we've only got five to do. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> All of mine are so awful. I'm very proud of my Vita one. I won't lie to you. Okay, good. Also, what I've just realized, I think, is actually in the natural is playing this man in a biopic. Oh, yeah. okay. Do you want to start with? We said so. It, it was it's Fred Astaire. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I went with Jamie Bell. Oh, okay. Um, mainly because he's a dancer, but I actually do think he's playing him in the biopic because <laughs> also it's Tom Holland as well. But yeah, because there was a tweet that they've also both played Billy Elliot. So I think I must have had that in my head. But oh. I'm sticking with it. I okay. think Jamie Bell. It's going to make a better Fred Astaire than Tom Holland. I yeah. Said it. There. <laughs> You're not wrong. Right? Yeah. I love Jamie Bell so much. <laughs> one of my boys. Is it like the Fred and Ginger one that he's in? And then Tom Holland just in like, the biopic? I think it might be that. Okay. Yes. Jamie Bell's good. I don't think I've actually ever seen any of his movies, but he does look as similar yeah. as anyone can look to Fred Astaire. He's got Fred Astaire. It's just got such a distinct look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, oh my god, he looks like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> he kind of does. He does. It's the bold thing. Elmer Fudd playing Fred Astaire. Done. The best fan cast ever. That's mine. Yeah. No, I'm too ashamed of mine. So you gotta say, you gotta say, because I can tell you an ashamed, a shameful fact about Jamie Bell if you want. Okay. <laughs> I got into Jamie Bell from watching Nymphomaniac. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. And I love Billy Elliot, but like I didn't love him in it. Like, like when I watched it, I loved. Uh -huh. But yeah, watched Nymphomaniac and it changed something in me. I was like, yeah. No longer a little cute, sweet dancing boy. <laughs> wow, that's that movie seems so scarring. It's insane. But okay, so see, this is a safe space. You can it is. Reveal your Fred Astaire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I really struggled with this one. Yeah. Just because the thing is, like, Fred Astaire was pretty, he was really short. Yeah. Very distinct face. Also yes. a dancer. So you need to pair all three of those together. Yeah. So I think mine only fits like one of those okay. <laughs> and I is it dancer? Dance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. That's like literally the only requirement, I think. And this is based off of this movie I watched called Swing Kids, which is about like these Nazi youth that love swing oh dancing. Okay. Okay, but <laughs> Robert Sean Leonard. Okay. I actually don't know who that is. Okay. This could well, be good for this could be good for you. This could be good. It, maybe. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, wait a minute. I don't hate it. Does it work? Okay. He okay. was beautiful young. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful man. <gasps> oh swing kids, there we go. I'm so intrigued by this film as well. <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah. Oh, I also Christian really Bale. want to he's in much ado about nothing. I want to watch that. Oh yeah. Denzel and Keanu. Yeah. Come on. I'm liking this. I'm liking okay. it. Okay. Okay. The first photo one is Google. He's kind of got the forehead thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, if you watch Swing Kids or at least look up YouTube, some dancing, like he can really dance in that movie. Yeah. Who should we do next? Do you want to do The Prince? Sure. With Ali. Mine might be a bit controversial because actually he's not the same like race. Okay. So, yeah. 
Neither um, is mine. I will get cancelled for this. <laughs> if uh, we read yeah. it. It's just because of his hairline. I did go uh-huh. to Jack Nicholson. Okay, okay. You know the hairline I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good, actually. Okay. Yeah. The thing is, I know, like, nothing about Ali Khan. Like, I don't okay. really know what he sounded like or, like, his mannerisms. I just know him from, like, photos, so. I love that their kid's still alive. I know that sounds really silly, but there's someone alive, like, that's related to Rita. You know what? Yeah. I just think it's incredible. I love it. I also, when I, I think of, like, with the royals and stuff, like Grace Kelly, mm-hmm. and the leader of Monica right now is her descendant. Like, oh, that's true. Love that's I weird. love it so much. Well, you know what's interesting is, like, Grace Kelly, I feel like is usually, like, everyone makes a big deal about her becoming a princess, but Rita yes. was actually the first actor to become a princess and i did not know this until you told me like <laughs> a week ago that's mad yeah. why are we not talking about this i don't know princesses? my two princesses would they have been good in a movie i think they would have been okay 100 percent. yeah oh them's girlfriends <laughs> yeah in strawberry blonde <laughs> actual girlfriend yeah please <laughs> who have you got for princess i went with james mason Oh, call back. Yes. Yeah, throwing it back. <laughs> no, I like it. I like okay. it. Okay. I'm just with Ali's face in mind. I'm just huh. also looking up James Mason. I love him so much. It sucks. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch Lolita for him. Oh, he's in that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's the guy in it. Gross. <laughs> I actually love James Mason as Prince Ali. Yeah. I love okay. That. <laughs> like that okay. but yeah also he's british and ollie was pakistani i pakistani, think so. yeah yeah <laughs> they're gonna have to find somebody better oh yeah yeah also well, james mason is dead yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that it really <laughs> who should we do next do you want to do glenn ford because i'm embarrassed by my glenn ford sure and I'm embarrassed because we've mentioned him a lot this episode. It's Tim Robbins. Oh. For Glenn Ford. <laughs> Glenn Ford is tall. He's six foot two. Which really? Not, yeah, like, I did not get that vibe. Me neither. So Tim's tall, so mm-hmm. you know, I'll take that. But there was this one picture of Glenn Ford. I was like, that is Tim. <laughs> That's my Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I went with fellow Ford, Mr. Harrison Ford. Oh. Oh my god my mouth is on the floor yes <laughs> like i know what harrison ford looks like i'm just uh-huh. also looking him up so i have him sure. in my head oh my god i love it okay good here's a question I love it. do you yeah. like glenn ford oh yeah that's very good that's <laughs> really, probably should talk about glenn ford um, yeah i do i do okay i didn't i haven't liked it i did like him in gilda because i just didn't like the film I liked him in the first half of Loves of Carmen. All good vibe of him. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was all right. I would like this. I love that he was known as playing like the everyday man. I thought that's quite an interesting thing. Like, that's a good. His ego isn't. He doesn't want to be the star and everything. Yeah. I think he's okay. What about you? I haven't seen enough of his stuff. I think he's a little boring, but he and Rita were best friends. So I appreciate that. that. But yeah, I think he's just, I hate to say, but generic 40s man. I like a little more, I hate to say like flavor. That's not right. No, but it's true. It's true. But like, yeah. Yeah. He's very basic, white bread. Let me see if I've seen him in anything that wasn't with Rita. That's a good point, actually. I don't think I have. 
because I've seen Affair in Trinidad and he is so boring in that movie but also it's just not a very good movie not good oh he was in head. Superman I've not he seen was the, the his dad oh see. and he like dies in a barn Ooh, oh god sorry spoiler that <laughs> happens like pretty early on I want to watch Free Ten to Yuma. I think it's on the list. That looks really like, on the one thousand one list. Oh yeah, um, that looks really good. I think there's a Tom Cruise remake. No, it has. It's Who's Russell it? Crowe and Christian Bale. I think. Oh my god! Why did I get Christian Bale confused with Tom Cruise? I don't know. That's yeah, it's Christian Bale. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Fonda, isn't it? A Fonda. Oh really? In the remake. <laughs> oh. Wait, he was alive then? Yeah. Oh, Peter Fonda died recently. Like in the Ah. 21st century. I think it was during lockdown. Aw. Or 2019-ish. Sorry, Peter. Yeah, definitely want to watch more Glenn Ford film though. I think I need to see more. Like, it's not necessarily him. Maybe it's just the characters. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Move on to our arch arch nemesis. Yeah. But oh, also, though, I wanted to steer clear because the guy that plays him in Mank is like the spitting image of him. Oh, okay. Who is it? I, his name's Thomas something. Tom Burke, but B U R K E. Oh, okay. Really looks Orson Welles. Let me look him up. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I don't think he has like the nose, though. No, I know what you mean. Orson Welles has a very distinct nose, and I know he hated his nose. But he always wore a prosthetic that. nose in his movies. I've never noticed his nose, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Wait a minute. So I've got, I'm going to butcher his name, Alden Ehrenreich. Okay. He, played, he was in Solo. He played right. Hunter. Oh, oh, I just watched him in Cocaine Bear. Wait! Oh, my God, yes! <laughs> I need to watch that. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh, my God. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see it. And his nose is not too bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be in more films I like him I like him a lot oh he was also in Stoker I forgot about that oh it's my really gosh he's been quite a bit actually Stoker though Orson true <laughs> <laughs> he can play it <laughs> oh my god an older Orson though sorry Russell Crowe now looks like older Orson oh have you seen that picture of him on the, on the beds bar no for the, for the Pope's exorcist you've got to look it up <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, Russell Crowe, do yeah, do Vespa because it probably that is so funny. <laughs> like okay, it. I see it though. Yeah, like the beard. Who have you got? Who have you got? Okay, so I think this is how you say his name, but Vincent D'Onofrio. Good. Oh my god, wait, especially like younger, know? like 80s, like, uh, yeah, 90s era. Yeah, I only know him as old, so I should okay. just look him up young because he looks a lot different now. You're onto something. <laughs> You are complete. He has hair. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. He's also a very underrated actor. I just watched him in uh, Adventures in Babysitting, and I thought he looked a lot like him in that. Like, really buff, but... <laughs> <laughs> buff version? Yeah. Orson Welles did not go to the gym. <laughs> nope. That might be my favourite one. That might be my favorite okay, one. good. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I think Rita is honestly my worst. Okay. <sighs> okay. Oh, oh, I'm nervous. I kind of went for mine on like mannerism. Okay. Anyway. So I'm just, I'll just roll straight into it. Are you yeah. ready for it? Yeah. Catherine Hepburn. 
Sorry. Is it because they're the only strawberry blonde haired woman in the 30s? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These are how my basic is done. Let me look at it side by side. It helps. I see the vision. I just, yeah. it, she would, Catherine would need to really get into the role. Yeah. Okay, so mine, I don't know. I'm not very confident about I'm mixing okay. two people together. Okay, okay. So I definitely wanted to cast someone with Latina roots because obviously that was true for Rita. So I'm mixing Raquel, Raquel Welch with Anne Margaret. Okay, okay. Oh my God, yeah. Why not? Raquel Welsh is a good shout. Okay. And they swapped her in the film of Shawshank. So. True. Yeah. Or someone that's still blown me away. But the tricky thing with, I think, all five of these people is they just look like themselves. There's nobody yeah. that really looks like them. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Orson, he can, you can get Orson away with. Orson has a lot of doubles. <laughs> yeah, he does. But the other four. They were very, yeah, the Fred Astaire, oof. Yeah. I do not envy the casting director. I think they only got Tom and Jamie because they can dance. True. So should I do Six Degrees and then you maybe got to connect our last subject, Philip Seymour Hoffman, with today's subject, Rita Hayworth. And so I got it in three degrees, actually, which nice. I was very surprised about. But we've got Philip Seymour Hoffman was in Nobody's Fool with Paul Newman, who was in The Long Hot Summer with Orson Welles. Who is in Lady from Shanghai with Rita yeah. Hayworth? So, very thanks, well Paul done. Newman. Did not know Paul Newman and Philip Seymour Hoffman were in the same film. Very cool. Yeah, I have to check it out. It's like a Thanksgiving movie or something. Oh, fuck. Yeah, family yeah. drama. Love stuff like that. <laughs> Coming home for the holidays. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, that was very well done. Well done. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh my this one's gonna be hard this next one. Oh yeah okay so yes in two weeks we will be joined by a guest to talk about Anton Yelchin you'll have to connect with Rita which good luck I do oh not boy. you <laughs> I will try my best <laughs> okay so any last thoughts on Rita but I just want I know that we did say a lot like oh I didn't like this film they like the you've not watched Rita's films like she is the best part of them there is I'm certain there will be a genre that you would like as a Rita film if it be musicals be in the wires I think she's an excellent actress and I really wish that people would see more of that from her and that they would appreciate her as an actress and not just for her beauty and I apologize as well because I know I said a lot that like she looks fit in this or she looks hot but it's coming from love it's honestly coming from love and appreciation for her and some of her films are on YouTube, so you can check them out. And I think she's a good one to watch. Mm-hmm. Very good one to watch. An incredible stage persona. Beautiful person. We love her. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything Louise said. Extremely talented. Just Google or YouTube some of her dance scenes. And put her name up there with you know gene kelly and fred astaire and ginger rogers and just explore some of her films she's also just a really wonderful person and i think in her own way she broke a lot of barriers for women in hollywood maybe not in such an obvious way per se but she did 
a lot, like considering the constraints of the studio system. And I just really love her. And I'm glad we covered her on this episode and this podcast because I probably wouldn't have checked out many of her films otherwise. And I'm yeah. glad we did. Yeah. I'm very glad we got to watch her films today. Me too. Despite all of the challenges she was going through in her personal life or maybe on set, she always set that aside, was very professional and gave wonderful performances. And you can't say that about a lot of actors. Thank you guys for sticking with us if you did through this episode. (laughs) For the rants. (laughs) Yeah, we we covered all kinds of ground here. (laughs) Make sure to join us in a couple weeks. And we'll see you then. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, visit thetridentnetwork.com.